Welcome to the family with Andy Bernard. Where the hell's Tevin? I don't Where's know. Where's Alex? Where's Catherine? Where's everybody? They're still oh, someone still just saying in. they're moving. Oh, somebody. There's Tevin. There's Tevin. Oh, what a shock! He's late. We'll be right back. Tevin will join us with the family right after this. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Tom here from my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. Tevin on white people time. What a shock. I can hear you. Oh, you can? There, there, we, there we go. go. Well, in honor of Black yeah, History I Month, you. I had to be be late. So uh, and I have, and I have it, a yeah, and I have a sweatshirt on that you would like, Tom. It says, uh, what is it? It says, I'm black every month, but this month I'm blackity black black. <laughs> I love that. Blackity black black, blick black, blackity black. That was from, uh, God, what was the name of that movie again? I have no idea. Uh, I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all. Blickety black black, black black, blickety black. Uh, damn it, it was about Chris Rock in prison. It was uh, a very, very funny movie. Cell block something. Was it cell blocks? It was something like that, yeah. yeah it was something along those lines. I think. Something like that. Might have been CB4. Let's see here. Cell block 4. I think you're right. I think it was yes, CB4. It CB4. I think you're absolutely right. Yep. There you go. We have Andy Tim, took by care the of way. It. Timmy. If I can recall correctly, wasn't that JB's music on the queue? Yes, it was. Yes. Indeed. It was indeed. Hey, hey I, first question I, I have to know. Does the president know of the oh. Lamometer? Yeah, well, I, I talked to him about a number of things. That was uh, quite the experience, I'll tell you. you. Talked to <laughs> Donald Trump? <laughs> That's very cool. Huh. Andy, not an opportunity that comes Wait. up every day. 
Did you let him know? You know where, what I love? Did you let him know where Kansas City is located? Yeah, I, I said, you know, uh, well, can, Kansas is the woman who answers the phones at the queue. <laughs> Kansas uh, Wheeler is what her name is. Yeah, you know, Missouri, Kansas, what's the difference? And I will tell you this. Uh, up until the Vikings, Minnesota was a huge Green Bay Packers state, so it's not that big a deal. It really isn't. And as a matter of fact, if the Green Bay Packers ever win the, the Super Bowl, you can go ahead and say Green Bay, Minnesota. That's fine by me. As long as we get to win the Super we'll Bowl, I don't it. care. <laughs> we'll annex it, exactly. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. You might want to run that by your folks, but, you know, it's just me. But oh, who cares? Whatever. But it would be nice if you knew where the team was. Because there is a Kansas City, Kansas, obviously. And then there's Kansas City, Missouri. And the Kansas City, Missouri one is where the football team is located. Oh, see, I yeah. thought Kansas City but, was in Kansas, you know. but I also don't pay attention. I, I thought it represented both cities. I, honestly, I didn't even know yeah. where they played. Whether the it truth, was Kansas uh, or, or, or Missouri. I didn't really care, I guess. But whatever. What did she call him, a stone-cold idiot? Claire McCaskill called him a stone-cold idiot. Which is great. And I wondered, you know, because Claire McCaskill's pretty even keel. She voted Democrat. She voted Republican. She voted for left issues, right issues. She was very fair, actually. And I went, why would she go after him like that? And I went, oh, she works for MSNBC now. This is all about making money. That's why she did it, to make money. Which I don't, that's her business. I, I don't have anything against Claire McCaskill. But, yeah, Andy, it's interesting that you uh, nobody told you that. Have you not talked to your mother at all? Oh, he just left. He said he's had enough. Oh, he's, he's bailing. <laughs> all right, when he gets back, let me know, because he apparently didn't know that I had lunch with Donald Trump on Saturday. Oh, here he is. There's a <clears throat> giant puddle of water outside, and I'm trying to figure out why. Outside where? In the studio. Not in the studio, but in the, the suite. Well, what's a giant puddle of water? I um, mean, how big is it? Oh, <laughs> this is like three feet across, I think. And is how deep is it? Not deep, but still. Okay, well, you better call building maintenance because it's not our problem, I wouldn't think. I talked yeah, to you mom. you better call building maintenance. See, maybe the renter did something, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Well, I, I suppose they could have spilled something, whatever, or one of the water bottles. Yeah. As long as it's not overflowing or whatever. As long as it doesn't continue to get bigger, we'll be okay. Mm -hmm. Right? Exactly. But in any case, Andy, you were out of the room, uh, but and I can't believe your mother or sister didn't tell you this, but I, I had lunch with the president on Saturday. I had no idea. Why wouldn't they tell you? That's so weird. I don't know. That they wouldn't even bring that up to you. That's, I don't know, whatever. I actually saw Mom on Saturday, case, too, so. God. Whatever. You know, I guess out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. She's out of town, so all of a sudden I'm just left in the dust. Oh, so he's down at Mar-a-Lago oh. then. Uh, he was, yeah. Uh. But he, we had, we had lunch. Because I was going to go to the Super Bowl last night. I didn't end up going. And by the way, had I found out that, because there was a corporate guy that invited me to go to the Super Bowl, $8,700 for a ticket, oh and he God. was going to give it to me for free. I'm like, oh, oh my man. God. Wow. It's a lot of money for a football ticket. I, I couldn't do it, though. There's, i got to be honest with you. It's so crowded. I just don't know if I could deal with it. What do you think? I would suck it up and go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I would well, suck I mean, it up. Does it depend on the team, or would you just go regardless? 
I think I would go regardless, but for sure, if like when the Super Bowl was here and the Vikings had a chance, and I thought they would go, I was prepared to sell everything I owned and be bankrupt <laughs> for the rest of my life to go to the Super Bowl. I was either going, what, like, or I was trying to sneak in and then end up getting arrested for trying to. Go. You know, all of that is well and good as long as we end up winning. Oh, Can you yeah. imagine well, spending that. all that money and your team sucks and they lose? Mm, oh, that, that would be. I mean, painful. like San Francisco didn't. Like San Francisco yeah, did the last seven minutes. Yeah, but at least they won. How many Jesus. times before this? Four or five times. Right. Yeah, they you did. Know. They won a lot. I'm well, talking about still the Vikings have who have never won, losing again right. for the fifth time. That would be unbearable. One for the thumb. What's the problem? Right. <laughs> One for the negative thumb? Is that? Yeah, but in any case. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting. I talked about that this morning, having lunch with the president and talking to him. It turns out he, he listens to the show uh, once in a while, which I found fascinating. And he knew who I was. He knew the guy's unbelievable. I've told you this before. I've interviewed him a long time ago. It's been a long time since I've talked to Donald Trump, but. But he knew who I was, and he knew all about you and Alex and Mom and Melissa and Dan. and the, He knew everything. That guy knows everything. If he's going to be face-to-face with you, he finds out everything about you. How he's did pretty people, impressive. Yeah, how did that come about? Like, you just bump into him on the street, and now we're having lunch? Or? Well, yeah, I did well he called me, and I kept just uh, ignoring his calls. <laughs> and then finally... Oh, it's him again. No, yeah. uh, Mike Lindell was also there. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. But uh, as I said on the air this morning, um, there were 11 of us, and 10 of us were billionaires, and one wasn't. Gee, I wonder which one wasn't. (laughs) I wonder which one that... Well, that's not necessarily true, because he had some some people there. His lawyer was there. His former security guard was there. Great guys. Really, really good people. Um, Christopher uh, Ruddy, who owns Newsmax, and wants to talk about me doing some work for him there, which would be... Kind of interesting. We shall see how it goes, but yeah, it was really, really good. The one thing I will tell you, which I, I knew from Minnesota, but now, you know, traveling around, because that's, you know, we're in southern Florida. I, everyone on earth knows who Mike Lindell is. And I mean everybody. Yeah. No matter where you go, people line up to take pictures with him. Oh, you're the My Pillow guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> they get all whipped. Up. I, I don't know how the hell he breathes. I really don't. Because, and I'm not kidding you, everybody we ran into knew who he was. Car parkers, uh, you know, restaurant people, whatever, they all knew him. Pretty amazing. But, um, yeah, it was quite the day. I learned a lot, had a really nice time. The president uh, walked, he put his arm around my shoulder. Hey, how you doing? How's everything going? I'm like, oh, yeah. It was weird. And, and, and I will tell you, you know, I, I talked about this on the, on the radio this morning. To grow up the way that I grew up, you know, dirt poor like that and all the rest of it, to end up having having lunch with the president is really weird. That makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, just to go from one thing to, to another. Oh, to me, again, and the reason I wanted to even talk about it was uh, I don't really want to hear how America sucks. You know what I mean? You grew up with absolutely nothing, no education, no money, no no connections, no anything, no privileges whatsoever. And you end up having lunch one day with the President of the United States. That's pretty damn good country if you ask me. You guys know any other country that might happen? Uh, no. I don't know. No. This, yeah, it's I don't for, for everything that's, that's wrong with America today, it's still 
I'm not trying to go live somewhere else. Like you can, mm. with the, no. all the problems we have are minor compared to what's going on in the rest of the world. Well, I mean, the problem that you have is if you threaten to move out of the country, all those women lined up to just be with you would be very upset. <laughs> yeah. If you find that you line, know. let me let me know. <laughs> if you ever find that line, give me the tip off. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was a great American experience. It was basically about America to me more than anything. You know, you got Mike Lindell, who's a crack addict, almost dead, threatened to be uh, killed by the mafia. I mean, he the letters in his book. Uh, and now look, I mean, the guy's phenomenally wealthy, tremendously successful. And I think, I don't know, is there anywhere other than America that's going to happen? Maybe Canada. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think, Tim? I don't think you're going to get that opportunity anywhere else. I don't either. I think that's what I, I love about it. By the way, at the Super Bowl, when they did the uh, Lance Corporal Carpenter the Congressional Medal of Honor. Yep. Uh, I teared up like there was no tomorrow. What a wonderful story that was. Was that? And then the Johnny... Now, I didn't start watching it until, oh, boy, it was just before kick. It was that, I saw the uh, four 100-year-old World War II veterans. Was it before that? Uh, it was right at the beginning of halftime. Oh, okay. You know what? I, yeah. I did the usual. I, uh, um... I started watching it about a half hour, hour late, and, you know, I a lot of skipping forward. So I must have just accidentally skipped over that part. Oh, and, because, honestly, I wasn't really even going to watch the halftime show. I had no interest in watching the halftime actually. show, yeah, and I think that's probably show. why. And I did end up watching most of it, and for whatever it's worth, I mean, it was extraordinarily well done, man. I tell you what, yeah, they got a lot more energy than I do. Yeah. Possibly the two best-looking fifty-plus-year-old women that I've seen. Like the fact you that mean both, other than Catherine. Well, yeah, other than Catherine. They're, other than Catherine. How, I don't know, understand how they are both fifty-three years old and able no. to I know. physically do all I of know. that stuff. Now, before we go any further on the halftime show, I read this uh, accidentally. I opened up uh, a wound and I read about Super Bowl Four with the Vikings and the Chiefs. Oh, did, God! Did you? Do you know what they did at halftime at that Super Bowl? Uh, wasn't it like Frankie Yankovic and some polka band or something? Well, there were I th- there were a couple musical acts, but one of the things they did. Oh, okay, here it is: marching band at Southern University in in Louisiana, presumably. Okay, after that, a massive group of historical performers reenacted military clashes from the famous Battle of New Orleans in eighteen. Oh yeah. They reenacted a military battle. That was your halftime entertainment. Can you believe? <laughs> 50 years ago, man. That's crazy. It's a different world now, isn't it? Totally different world. Oh, my world. God. Well, even even looking at the halftime show when the, the thing was here, the Super Bowl was here in 92, I think it was really lame stuff. I think Gloria yeah. Estefan actually was, she sang, but, you know, certainly they don't put on the show that they do now. I mean, now it's a spectacle. It is a spectacle. There's no, no doubt about that. But yeah, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of the music, but they did. They put so much energy into it. Oh my god! And I just, incredible. I mean, incredible. Yeah, and, it was. You know, knock them for whatever you will about their music or whatever. I think Shakira is really talented. I was shocked. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I knew she was going to be good, but then she played drums and guitar. I mean, she's really, really talented. 
And then Jennifer Lopez, I could you know, take it or leave it with her. I mean, I, you know, her thing is dancing, and boy, she, there's no question she can dance, that's for sure. The singing was had to have been lip-synced, but, you know. It was, yeah. Yeah. It was, but, uh, but I tell you what, I I was kind of, you know, if I weren't such a good twerker myself, I'd have been really <laughs> jealous because, you know. Well, they can get those yeah, hips but, moving, can't they? They do not lie. <laughs> hips <laughs> do not lie. I like it. I like that a lot, as a matter of fact. Hips do not lie. I will never forget that for the rest of time. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it immensely. But, yeah, I... Uh, I enjoyed it. I didn't think I was going to be able to watch. First of all, I thought I was going to go to the game. Then I found I couldn't go to the game. At, well, I didn't really want to because I wouldn't have gotten home till after midnight, and that just would not have flown too well with this morning's show. So I'm really glad I didn't go to the Super Bowl. But, uh, yeah, it was a hell of a weekend. It was a hell of a weekend. That's all I know. that way with the VIPs, but doesn't it take two hours just to get in the door because yes. of all the security and everything? Mm. Yep, takes forever. That and to get out just fun. as bad pretty much. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. I don't think you would have much fun. It's true. Andy, how are we doing for time? Two minutes. Two minutes, that's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, So, yeah, I had a really good time over the weekend. Watched the Super Bowl yesterday. I didn't think I was going to be able to. Well, I didn't watch it. I watched a little bit of it live, but not a bunch because I had other stuff that I had to do. But uh, it was a hell of a weekend. Hell of a weekend. That's all I know. Um... I see that Stephen King now has decided he doesn't want to be on social media anymore. Oh, he doesn't want to be on Facebook. He'll he'll go on Twitter, apparently, because they block political ads, but he will not go on Facebook anymore. He has quit Facebook over concerns of false information and privacy. You can't blame him for that, can you? No, not at all. Like, that's, you go on, that's all Facebook is, is just one big security threat, pretty much. But why would you want to go on Twitter when it's, mostly not entirely but mostly just hateful crap i don't really is a lot of hatred why do people want to be so hateful why do they do it i don't know Uh, anyway we'll we'll take a break here come back to get away with it because they're hiding behind a false name or something yeah the fake name that's exactly exactly, nobody will never know it's really them Yep. We'll be right back. Timmy's got some movie stuff to talk about, some entertainment stuff coming up with Timmy right after this, the family. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website that one of your bankers has worked with a customer for more than 30 years. It's a long time for any business relationship. Is that common? Not only 30 years, but two generations. Our great client, Northland Fastening Systems, 30 years is definitely not common for a lot of bankers, but Brad has developed a relationship with that trusted customer that has allowed them to show steady growth every year they've been together. Building the relationship of trust is what we do best. It allows us to make quick deals that benefit them and all of our business customers. The cool thing is that it gives us a chance to be more than your banker, hopefully a partner, and maybe even a friend. I have never liked you, by the way. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience? Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Thanks, friend. And you are? (laughs) Real nice. Chuck Nabla. (laughs) Chuck Nabla. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. 
I've never looked back from having LASIK myself, and with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. We're rocking out, baby. What do you think? Are we alive? Yep, we're alive. Hello. Oh, I couldn't tell if you guys could hear me or not. Oh yeah. See yeah. when you didn't respond, I didn't know if I could. You could hear me or not. So that's that was an interesting experience. In any case, so Timmy, what's going on in the uh, entertainment world? Well, as far as movies are concerned, uh, as it's not a big surprise. Uh, box office is pretty lame over the weekend, and the re- film right. I reviewed last week on the queue, the rhythm section. Boy, what a dismal debut for that thing. I heard, yeah, terrible. Uh, but you know what, people, now, now, you know, you read the postmortems in the Hollywood Reporter and Variety, what went wrong? Well, when you have a film on the shelf for a year and you put it out in the worst possible weekend that you could, what do you think's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. your Sunday box office is going to be non-existent. That's one-third of your box office is not going to be there. So... Yeah, I mean, they knew what they were getting into when they put that out, and uh, that exactly what they thought was going to happen happened. And uh, what did it make? $2 million or some weird thing like that. It didn't make a lot of money. Wikipedia says it has the worst wide opening weekend of all time. Is that right? Yeah, just over 3,000 theaters. uh, uh, $2.8 million. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's not good. So yeah, yeah. That's uh, but but bad boys for life. I, I'm really glad that that's getting the audience it deserves because it really is a fun film. Oh, it's, it's a, fantastic! You know, it, after a ton of bombs, uh, Will Smith appears to be back at least for now, and 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 certainly Martin Lawrence. I really like him a lot too. I mean, it's just really a great comeback movie for both of them. <clears throat> yeah, could okay. I run a? Go ahead, Tim. Oh, no, I was just going to yeah, piggyback off what Tim said. Yeah, I thought that it was just as good as, as two, and if not better. It's like out of the three of them, it was probably the best one. Yeah. That's I what think, everybody I says, think the yeah. thing that helped it out a lot is that they had those two guys, which, I, you know, honestly, I would have just gone to see those two, but I think the younger audiences are coming in because of, you know, your uh, who is the one from High School Musical? Vanessa Hutchins, oh, yep. she's in it, you know. So they, they they tried to bring a lot of youth into the cast in a sensible way, you know, being the newbies in the department, and you know, so you know they they played their cards right this time, and and obviously it's paying off big. I think it's up to 150 million uh, domestically now already, which is really you know that's that's great news for both those guys, for Will and and Martin Lawrence especially, because he hasn't done a lot of work in the last ten years. No, 
No, that's very, very true. Timmy, I, I need you to do something for me. You were talking yes. about, uh, what's it called, the rhythm section? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Our, our movie tickets right now, they're generally around, what, 12 to $15? Yeah, I honestly, because I go to screenings, I don't, you know, generally uh, don't pay right. for movies. Um, but when I do, even around my neck of the woods, it's 10 bucks. So, yeah, it's got to be 11 12 13 bucks. Tevin, how much do you pay for a ticket? Uh, I mean, I usually go during the day, so it's like 6 bucks. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, if you're going on a weekend, yeah, definitely up there, 10 12 bucks to go see a movie. Yeah. You know and what that means? You spend that amount of money when you can wait, you know, unless it's yeah. one of those spectacles that you have to see on the big screen. If you're not dying to see a picture, why not just wait and rent it for three, four, five bucks wherever you stream it or you get yeah. a DVD from somewhere? You know, why spend all that money on just one ticket, I much got, less bring a whole family with you? I got some bad news for a rhythm section, okay? That means, on average, the rhythm section in 3,000 theaters sold 12 tickets a day. <laughs> well, uh... It Ugh. yes, it has the worst opening for Ugh. any movie on Ugh. over three thousand screens ever. Uh, now beating oh, out two thousand six's Hoot, whatever the hell that is. Hoot. Yes. Before this, Hoot was the. Well, oh, and here's hoot. the thing. I don't think it's that terrible of a film. I mean, it's ridiculous plot. You know, yeah. where we're going to go from. Uh, uh, being a junkie and and uh, um, in eight months being trained as an assassin, yeah, you know, traveling all over the world, getting access to be you know within you know face to face with some of these renowned terrorists, you know, really, well, people you know, just that, that that was the big disconnect for me anyway. But, we don't you know, need Law's good. Sterling K. Brown is good. We don't need Blake more Lively's of it. Really good, in fact. You know, she you know wasn't afraid to go there with playing a character that is completely devastated by losing her family in a plane crash. You know, I, it was, she was very believable. So, you know, it wasn't a horrible movie. I mean, there are some movies that are just bad. I don't think this was bad. Hmm. Well, Hooch sounds bad. It's about <laughs> a group of kids trying to save a burrowing owl habitat from destruction. <laughs> that sounds terrible. So... Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. The rhythm so, so, but things are going to change this weekend. We got, uh, um, what's it called, Birds of Prey uh, coming up with uh, Margot Robbie as Harlequin that she played the character and was a standout in the Suicide Squad. So that will probably bring the box office back a little bit. Probably. But, again, the Academy Awards are next weekend, so I don't know, next Sunday, so I don't know if that's going to make a difference or not, if people are going to stay home and watch that as opposed to going to a movie. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out, though. I suppose that is the deal. I, I'd love to go to a movie. But, look, if, if they do one more superhero movie, I may have to hold a pillow over my head. Yeah. These superhero <laughs> well, it's coming. every week. <laughs> Jesus. It's just, that's all they release now out of Hollywood. Well, uh, the next one is Black Widow with Scarlett Johansson, mm -hmm. and oh, that one's God. coming May 1st, I believe. So the Avengers aren't quite gone yet. And from what I understand, this takes place during the timeline of the Avengers in between movies or something like that. 
because, spoiler, Scarlet didn't make make it out of the last film alive. So this one is going back oh. in time. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Well, I mean, they live Whatever. in a universe where death is like, it barely even matters. Like, oh, we found a magic stone that brings you back to life. There you go. Problem <laughs> solved. So there's that whole possibility. Yeah, yeah. Now, I have to admit, I am pretty stoked because knowing that the flying is real makes it very exciting. But Top Gun Maverick looks like one that I, I, I oh, yeah. on the big screen. And they did a preview of that one last <clears throat> night during the Super Bowl as well. So that, that's one I'm looking for. Did you see, Tom, did you, did you care about the first one? Which what movie are we talking about Gun? now? Top Gun. No, I never saw. I never saw it. Really? Wow. Yeah, I never saw them. I, I just, you know, I don't know. I just don't care about movies like that. Yeah. Heard it was really good though. Everybody loved it. Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah, and and this one looks just just as exciting. And when you know that they're flying these these jets for real, hmm. uh, you know, and Cruz goes up in them. I mean, you got to give that to Cruz, whether you like him or not. I mean, he's so I. Tom Cruise is piloting the jet? No, no. I was going to say. The that he is, but he's up in the jet with them. I was going to say, what a horrible idea. But No. no. But, I mean, <laughs> you know, from the, the last, I, I guess he learned how to pilot a uh, chopper hmm. uh, for the last Mission Impossible movie. And if somebody might have to look this up, I thought he actually did his own piloting in it. In but Mission Impossible? That might be a bunch of bunk. I don't know. But he he will learn, even if it means faking the motions for the camera. You know, the guy, he's 100% committed, that's for sure. Yeah, he did apparently learn to fly a helicopter for Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, how many people are going to go to that extreme, you know? So that's why I enjoy his movies. I mean, he's, he's all in. I mean, whatever hell he does off screen with his, you know, religion or whatever, that's, you know... Mm. As long as it's not bothering me, I guess. It's not affecting me, then do whatever the hell you want to do. I don't care. If you paid me as much as Tom Cruise, I would learn to pilot whatever you want me to learn. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you become an actor, Andy? You can become an actor. Mm, I don't think so. No, you're not buying it. All right, well, you know, whatever. Whatever the situation is. One thing I do know is I, I'm really grateful to be on this show today because... Uh, the two hours that I'm going to be on this show today, I don't have to watch the impeachment hearings, which is a gift from God, if you ask me. You I know what I mean? they finished those or something. No, nope, they're doing the final arguments, and they're going to vote on Wednesday, and he's going to walk like he knew he was going to walk in the first place. And, and again, let's not start with this. This is the first time it's ever happened. We've had presidents do some filthy things in the past, including murder someone. And nobody ever brings that. This is the worst ever. No, it isn't. No matter what comes of it, it is not by far not. And and this whole thing, well, the way he insults, nobody's ever done that before. Stephen Douglas called Abraham Lincoln's wife, Mary Todd Lincoln, a whore. All right. So, I'm. Oh, yeah. They were pretty brutal to each other back then. Oh, they were terrible. So this this whole idea that this is the first president and look I'm not defending what he says what he says is what he says you know I'm not defending it I'm just saying if you if you want to believe this is the first time that a the president's ever acted in this manner every president has acted in this manner in one way or another 
Well, LBJ used no to doubt whip about out that. his penis to reporters. Yeah, he'd whip out his penis in front of reporters. But that's okay. Don't worry about a thing. Yeah. If Trump did that, there would literally be nuclear war. And again, I'm not defending Donald Trump. I'm defending the truth. It, it, just tell the truth once in a while is all I'm asking you. That's fair, isn't it? People don't like truth. They like sides. Yeah, they do like sides a lot. I don't, I don't know. Hey, look, after I had lunch with them on, on Saturday, I'm not picking sides. You know, I've, I, I do wonder, and maybe you guys can tell me what this is all about, but I've had dinner uh, with the governor of the state of Minnesota, with the United States senators, with mayors, with the president of the United States. Every one of them was a Republican. Not by my choice. They're the ones who invited me. Mm. What is it with Democrats not wanting to come on my show? I don't get that. Now, Ryan Winkler's been on this show and the morning show, and he's a Democrat. So there's not a total block or ban. What do you think that is? I think they just hear somebody will say, oh, he's on this side of whatever argument or that side. And then they just go, well, I'm not going to go on that show because it's not my audience and it doesn't it's not going to benefit me rather than they just shy away from it rather than having a conversation. Right. It's by far their audience. But, well, let me show you how smart Michael Bloomberg is. This morning, now, you, you would think if Michael Bloomberg's running as a progressive or at least a Democrat, that people say, oh, that, that shows, that's not your deal, blah, blah, blah. He ran three to five commercials an hour on my show this morning. Wow. Do you know how much money he had to spend to do that? That's very, very smart. What you want to do, you don't want to just keep kissing up to your, the people you already know. you mm-hmm. got to branch out and reach other people. That's how you win. Well, that's exactly why they lost last time is because they didn't even bother going to a bunch of states that they, you know. Yep. They just thought, oh, they're just a bunch of dumb hicks. They'll never vote for us. And then they didn't vote for yeah, you because you called mistake. them dumb hicks. You familiarize yourself to everyone. If you want to win big, Michael Bloomberg, that was very, very smart. I mean, really smart. And he's not beholden to anyone because it's all his own money, which I really like. But I I actually asked him to reach out to Michael Bloomberg's people because, you know, we're going to have the president on. And then I'd like to have Michael Bloomberg on. And not that I'm supporting either one of them, but I, you know... I, might, I, I will support whomever, if there are two people left, I will support one, uh, one of the people, whether it's, the, the, you know, whether it's Donald Trump or somebody else. I don't know. But, but I just, um, I've never understood, you, you don't understand a thing about how business works, do you? You don't keep kissing the ass out of the people you already have. Yes, mm-hmm. you do take care of them. I understand that. But you branch out. If you want to win big, you need to go after who you perceive maybe is not on your side. It's a very, very smart business thing to do. Because if you get any of them, you're way ahead of the game, don't you think? Yeah, it's all about changing hearts and minds and getting more people yeah. on your side. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if he'll, he wants to come on. Because I, I heard that this morning and I commented on the air. I said, that, that's really, really smart. No wonder the guy's worth $53 billion. He's the hell of a business guy. Uh, obviously, hell of a bit. Fifty-three billion. It's a lot of money. Yeah, Do you ever notice that? So, so when you go out to lunch with Donald Trump and a bunch of billionaires, who picks up the tab? You know, it's funny. Mike Lindell tried to pick up the tab, and they wouldn't let him. Because <laughs> he tried that, to sneak. Yeah. Is what? I'll say because, and then at that point too, isn't it like a I want to pay this tab because I want to sh- show you guys that I this doesn't affect me type of thing, and it's more of an ego well, reason to pick up the tab. Yeah. Well, Mike tried to pick it up in secrecy, oh, okay. and the manager of the manager of the uh, the uh, restaurant 
said, I'm sorry, you can't do that. It's already been picked up by, well, I, I don't really want to say who picked up the tab because he uh, he just wouldn't let Mike do it, yeah. and they wouldn't let Mike do it. we got to take a break. Be right back right after this with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Do, 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 L.A. Proved to be too much for the man. Sing along, man. See, Gladys Knight heard me. She showed up. She certainly did. That's funny. I was just looking for some headlines, the different uh, news websites. So I go to like five, six, seven different ones. The Wall Street Journal has a picture of Bernie Sanders this morning from 1981. Wow. You would never know it's him. No. You would ne- you, there's no way you'd know that's Bernie Sanders. It kind of looks more like Dick Enrico. Yeah, <laughs> Remember yeah, Dick Enrico? Right. <laughs> Let's see. I, what <laughs> I want to looks... know is, what did uh, Larry David look like uh, in 1981? Uh, you that's know what? The same story. Yeah, same story, actually. But uh, they're just talking about, uh, you know, Bernie Sanders. Says he's, he's consistent. He claims to be consistent and all the rest of it. There are some things when he ran the Liberty Union Party of Vermont. Bernie's out there, man. There's no question that Bernie's out there. He had a different vision in the 1970s when he sought a statewide office four times as a nominee of the Liberty Union Party of Vermont. Campaigning for U.S. Senate in 1971, he demanded the nationalization of utilities. In 1973, he proposed a federal takeover of the entire energy industry. And in 1974, he wanted to implement a 100% tax on all income above $1 million. Mm. So that means that Kirk Cousins last year would have paid $23 million in income tax. Well, what it means is no one would pay anyone over a million dollars. They'd give them a million, and then they would give them, like, stock options and stuff. 
Yeah, I think you're right about that. I think you're absolutely right By about way, that. By the way, Larry David Young tax. looks like Bob Ross, but balding and a lot more Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot more Jewish. There we go. Yes. We'll run that by Although Tony those, Lee, see what he thinks. Those uh, thick glass glasses with circle rims don't uh, help the look. Yeah. Well, that's what... That's what uh, well, actually... Bernie in this picture from 1981, uh, he's got the horn rim. He's got the professorial glasses, mm-hmm. you know, those glasses. He's got the professor glasses going. But, you know, God bless him. This is, I mean, win or lose, this is Bernie's last go-round. Because I didn't even know. Man, did you see the ages of these guys that are running for president? Yeah. What is Bernie? Is you he got 78 or something? 78 years old, yep. And you got Biden, who's 77 years old. You got Trump, who's 72 or 73 years old. Man, there's nobody under 73 Jeez. running for president. What the hell is that? Yeah, we need to start skewing lower on the age of these these presidents, I think. It might not be a bad idea to skew a bit lower. I think you're absolutely right about that. I, I just... Uh, why, why do you think that is we ended up here? Because the the current generation, let's say 18 to 34... You know, Andy and Alex is a generation, Tevin, your generation. There are almost as many people in that age group as there are people in my age group. So they're going to have a, you guys are going to have a massive voice in government in the next, you know, I don't know about this election, but certainly all elections after this one, you're going to have a very, very big voice in that because, you know, the upper end of the baby boomers, they've started dying, you know. Baby boomers, what, 1940, so basically... Eh, not really the upper end, but yeah, the, they're, the first year of Baby Boomer uh, is now, what, 75, right? Because wasn't it 1945, 1946, the first year of Baby Boomer? Well, it would right? have been nine months after the end of World War II, basically. How, how many months? Nine months? Because the Baby Boom happened when all the soldiers came back from World War II. Right. Yeah, so the Baby Boom did happen when they came back from World War II. So but like 45 Yes, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. The The world will either, and that did happen in the 1960s as well, by the way, because the greatest generation, the boomers started turning on the greatest generation with all the hippie stuff and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. But then the people that came up behind them, the younger baby boomers, uh, said, no, 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 this is insane. We're not all going to become drug dealers at Haight-Ashbury in San Francisco, mm-hmm. you know. So the next year, three generations will decide what we're going to do right now to be the baby boomers. What is it, Generation X? And then it would be the millennials, right? Generation uh, X uh, yes. is between yeah. the boomers and the millennials, right? Yep. So millennials are going to change the way we vote a lot in the next 10 years. So we shall see what that, what, what that means. What is the do you minimum guys fu- age? Don't you have to be a minimum age to be president? Yeah. 35. 35. Yeah, there should 35. be a maximum age there. Once you're like over seventy, <laughs> just sit this one out. Yeah. yeah and you, John once you hit Kennedy that seventy mark. Hmm? Yep. John F. Kennedy. No, was the actually, president. Teddy Roosevelt was by a year. Well, really? Yeah, he was forty-two years old. Really? Wow. But he was also born in eighteen fifty-eight, so it was a hard forty-two. <laughs> <laughs> it probably was. That's a good point. That was a very hard forty-two. Although interestingly, but. One of the oldest presidents ever, James Buchanan, was born in 1791, and he managed to live for a good decade after he was done being president. So, you know, he, oh, he lived he to be 77 years old in, in uh, the early 1800s. That's pretty good. 
God, I totally forgot about this, but when Gerald Ford was named president after the eviction, basically, of Richard Nixon, right, when when Nixon uh, was fired as the president or stepped down or whatever he did, yeah, and then Gerald down, yeah. Ford, Gerald Ford, he's coming off of uh, Air Force One, fell down the stairs the very first day. Yeah, he <laughs> like, was oh, just, no. Uh... Is that why Chevy Chase would always fall when he was playing? Didn't yes. look anything like Gerald Ford, but <laughs> no, certainly got the no. falls down, didn't he? But he fell down constantly. And I guess Gerald Ford did, uh, I think he got hit in the head by his own golf club once. And You know, he was a hell of an athlete, I think, at Michigan. He was a hell of a football player. Oh, yeah, yeah. But apparently once he got a little older, he couldn't keep his both his feet beneath him or something. I don't know what the hell that was. But, yeah, he he fell down about five steps coming off of Air Force One. I'm like, man, mm. that looked like it might have hurt a little bit. I use the hand railing. <laughs> yeah, son. Yeah, well, I think it's smart. I think you're absolutely right. So I don't know, man. I, I do want to get a take before because I know, Timmy, you've only got about five, six, seven minutes, something like that uh, in this in this this uh, on this day. But so – Patrick Mahomes. I want to get you guys take on Andy. Did you watch the Super Bowl? No. Well, and I, I, I watched well, fragments of it while bowling. Oh, you went to Pinstripes with him? Yes. Oh, well, that's fun. I like going to Pinstripes. That place is a lot of fun. Except they have to get a bowling ball with finger holes big enough for my meaty ass fingers. <laughs> Mm, that is Seriously, a I can't even get my finger. It is a big problem because it, it's really hard to bowl when you can't control the ball with the holes in it. You just kind of lob it out there. It's not really a beautiful thing. Let me just say that. But uh, Patrick Mahomes for what? What is it, Tevin, a third or fourth week in a row that he came storming back from getting their ass kicked and won the game? Yeah, I think it was other than the divisional round, like the wild card. Yeah, they're down what, like 24 or something like that to the Titans? Yeah, yeah, came back. Something, yeah. Yep. It was unbelievable. It was, It's amazing. This young man, father, of course, played for the Minnesota Twins. I don't know where his mother's from. Is, it, is his mother from Minneapolis? Patrick Mahomes Jr.'s mother? That's I don't know. I have no idea. But uh, Patrick Mahomes, I used to, Pat Mahomes is what his name was, Pat Mahomes. Uh, I used to love to watch him pitch. He was a lot of fun, hell of an athlete. And it kind of would appear to me anyway that he passed it along to his kid because he's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's uh, definitely been blessed in the athletics department. He is an unbelievable quarterback. You know what the greatest thing about that is? He could be the face of unity in the United States because he's mixed race. We could all claim him. I could do great for unity in America. What do you think? Yeah, Patrick Patrick Mahomes, the modern day uh, Martin Luther King. We'll get that on. Martin Luther, yes, Martin Luther King. Somewhere, somewhere out there, somewhere it'll happen. But so, uh, Tim and Tevin, you did watch the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, right. I watch it. I mean, you know, it's it's really funny because he, again, knowing how he came back. <laughs> And not only did they come back, I mean, once the train started rolling in six minutes, six, seven minutes, three touchdowns like that, mm-hmm. yep. unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, I was rooting for the Chiefs, even though they, they beat the Vikings 50 years ago. I still was rooting for the Chiefs. But he's just fun to watch. And the other question I ask when I see somebody like him playing is that have the Vikings ever come remotely close to drafting a guy like that? No. No. You know, and why can't the Vikings draft a guy like that? Where, where? I don't know. Do they have? 
Do, do teams get lucky? Is it some sort of foresight? I mean, what do they see in these players? Because I don't know where he went in, in terms of the draft, but he certainly wasn't a number one overall pick, I don't think. No, he was like, I want to say he was middle-ish of the first round when he got drafted and then sat behind Alex Smith. And Andy Reid's a quarterback whisperer, so that helps when you have a coach that can develop quarterbacks. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, the Vikings, the closest, like, athletically-wise would be like a Tavares Jackson, and that's not even remotely close talent-wise for Patrick Mahomes. But, yeah, they definitely got lucky with that pick. Yeah, so, How the hell I mean, do you even and, know who Tavares Jackson is, is? Even if we did draft him, <laughs> would he thrive in our environment? You know? I yeah. mean, I guess it's just, it really is a combination of things, I guess. But no, it not. seems like the Vikings can't ever get that, that, that one pick that just changes everything. Because mm. I think he really did change everything with, with Kansas City. Yeah, and usually, like, I mean, Culpepper, when we drafted him and he was like the probably the best young quarterback that we had until he got hurt otherwise we always go for the the veterans like Brett Favre Brad Johnson where it's kind of the tail end of their career and we get them for one year and they're done because they're retiring so yeah never a young stud that we get to have a whole career and watch him develop and play well for us of course, the Minnesota Vikings, when they let Brad Johnson move on, he won the Super Bowl with uh, Tampa. <laughs> right. Although Great. Our, our one claim to fame is the uh, public address announcer for the game. Uh, is, yeah. I forget what his name is. Alan Roach, I believe is his name. He's the Vikings stadium announcer, and so he's done the Super Bowl 12 times. So that's our, that's our best Super Bowl claim to fame that we have. That's it, huh? Yep. I cannot believe next year... Because uh, the 2000, the 2020 season is over. Next year's Super Bowl will be in 2021, which means if the Vikings don't win the Super Bowl next year, they have never won a Super Bowl in 60 years. 60 years. They've never even come close to winning a Super Bowl. They've been in four, but they were in none of those games. Mm-hmm. Kansas City blew them out. Pittsburgh, it was close enough, but we only scored six points, so not really. I think it was 16-6 to six is the final there, wasn't it? Yes, yes, it was. I, I think. So, I mean, I, it's getting to be very, very difficult when, you know, if I could only live to be 130, <laughs> maybe I could watch the Vikings win a Super Bowl. That'd be wonderful. How can you well, fail so miserably for 60 years? Just start growing a beard and don't cut it until the Vikings win. <laughs> <laughs> I like that poor guy. Oh, that was so sweet. His intentions were so nice. But... <laughs> Yeah, no. Well, my kids have already been instructed to do the happy dance on my grave because I just don't think when the Vikings win because I just don't think it's going to happen in my lifetime. Sure and they'll probably like abolish the NFL before then anyway since, you know. <laughs> That's true. The Vikings, the Vikings will <laughs> the come NFL close. The ended just... today, but then the one team that did not win the Super Bowl is the Minnesota Vikings. God, the Detroit Lions and the Minnesota Vikings. And the Detroit Lions won an F. Well, we did win an NFL championship, but not the Super Bowl because the AFL team beat us. So, you know. That's right. Yeah. Whatever. We just keep moving forward and slogging through and what the hell. What are you going to do? Um, have you seen the show, uh, what is it, Lone Star 911? Have you seen that show? No, no, I haven't. That, that's the one with Rob Lowe, though, right? Rob Lowe and Liv Tyler, so I, I like both people in it. I really like Liv Tyler, but you yeah, haven't seen yeah. it yet? I mean, I, yeah, I like both of them. No, I haven't. Is it, is it any good? No, I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to watch it tonight oh, for the first okay. time. I have no, not no. seen it yet. 
No, I've been, you know, pretty much keeping up on all the Netflix stuff and then all the streaming stuff. But I generally, I, I really don't watch a lot of network TV. No, know? nobody does anymore. Nobody no. does. Speaking of Netflix, did you see the Don't F with Cats documentary? No, no. And the trailer creeps me out. And I don't, I just really have no desire to see it. Have you seen it? Uh, yeah, I watched it. It's actually really, really good. I didn't remember the whole cases it unfolded in real time but yeah the documentary it's i mean the cat videos are very disturbing but it's very interesting to see a bunch of regular people essentially hunting down this potential serial killer who then graduated to killing people but um yeah it was very very interesting ew i don't want to watch that Catherine's not in town i might snap and go after somebody what do you think yeah he like i mean it's i don't really like cats but watching the beginning of him like feeding cats to a snake oh, and putting him in he put two kittens in a vacuum seal bag and like oh. sucked the air out it's just like all this heinous stuff and he's yeah it's hard to watch at times but very very intriguing if you want to check it out yeah i you know i you know because you can watch the trailer i thought mm. well that's an interesting title what's this about yep and uh so then yeah i watched the trailer i didn't even get through the whole trailer i couldn't i just couldn't do it because then once they that, try to describe it, I don't think they showed any. I don't. I didn't finish the trailer, but I don't think they showed anything bad either. But they were getting, they were describing mm -hmm. what was going going to happen or whatever. And I, I thought, enough of this. I'm not watching this. Yeah, big baby. So it's about, Timmy, a, so it's gonna, about a serial killer then, or more than uh, one? Yeah, no. It's, uh, he. Well, I mean, he would have been a serial killer, but he. Um, He's just yes, a regular killer. Yeah, just killed one person, and it kind of documents the story because. I want to say he posted the videos online on some black dark website and uh, some people found it and they created a Facebook group trying to find the guy and he ends up joining their Facebook group and sending him more and more videos oh and then God. they I mean do some serious detective work breaking down the videos and end up finding him in Canada and mm -hmm. he fled to I believe it was Europe somewhere and they finally got the police involved in because he murdered a Asian guy, the Chinese guy, yeah, and so, uh, and he sent him that video of him stabbing this guy like a hundred times, and they end up the police hell? catching him and putting him in prison. So, and he was an aspiring model, so he like called it his movies, and he ended up basing his mm -hmm. whole life off of the movie Casablanca. Oh, for Christ's sake, I might start crying. That's all I have to say. That is going to do it, Timmy. We'll talk to you Thursday on the KQ Morning Show, right? Indeed, yes. I will have Birds of Prey coming up Thursday morning. All right. We will be All back right. in just have a, a couple week. of minutes. We'll talk to Timmy on Thursday. You too. Be right back with the family.